people. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're talking and drinking alcohol. <laughs> drinking alcohol. And music. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully everybody's good out there. It's about to be July 4th. Fireworks, cheap beer, barbecue, all good things, America. And if you live in the hood, the fireworks started like a month ago. Yes, actually. <laughs> I saw I saw a great I saw a great display of cops kind of roll up right after him <laughs> this weekend actually. So props to you, my guy, wherever you are. <laughs> it's been Fourth of July since April in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, so what today's music is going to be the final of the of the Kanye? Well, what would you? No, no, what is this? The the Kanye series, the, the greatest movie epic of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Kanye. We still talking about good music. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings of hip hop. <laughs> we still talking about this shit. <laughs> somehow, you know what's crazy about it? It's the shortest albums in recent history of hip hop. Yeah. Yet somehow, somehow it feels long as fuck talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least it's a palate cleanser. You know, mm-hmm. saying it's something a little bit on the R and B side. True. It's Miss Tiana Taylor. True. AKA the woman who basically put the Faye video on the map. <laughs> Iman Shumford's boo. And also just uh, an all around artist because to kind of give her respect, where I feel like somebody where, and it's one of those cases where you kind of see, you would almost read about them more than you would actually see about them. Yeah. Because I remember for a minute they would kind of talk about how there's this new artist coming out and kind of tailor how she's a force. And um, shouts to DJ Tara. She was even telling me how her album in 2014 was the bomb. Yeah. But for some reason, despite all this kind of hype behind her, there was never something where I was like, "Oh shit, this is a great song," or she had a hit single, or yeah. even things like where she. Did, I, I can't. I can't remember her popping up on like a BT award ceremony doing something. It's just it feels weird. She was always kind of below the radar. It's super weird. Like I, I think her career, like she's only put out two albums. Um, like the album in, in 2014 and now this this album last week and I'm just kind of like but she's been talked about for years now yeah and it's weird to kind of see like I'm happy for her I'm happy that she she's, she has this backing and she has this push but it's kind of crazy to kind of see her career in these kind of fits and starts um, and you know the fact that we're just like she's just dropping a sophomore album and, and you know maybe 10 years after we first start talking about hers is is super crazy to me. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I it's and it's funny too because I remember I, um, I think I, I might have told this story on the podcast. I'm not sure when I bumped into Tiana Taylor at Coat Check <laughs> a while back, and uh, her talking about like she, it was actually a really con- cool conversation. Like she didn't have to talk to me. She was talking about how she was working for with Pharrell. And like I was, she was like really excited about this project that I, I don't think came into fruition, or if it got, if it did, it got changed. Um, so you know, I, I it, it's kind of crazy to me to kind of see, you know, like I don't know what has happened in terms of like why she's not more popular. Um, and you know, I'm even, regardless of my thoughts of this album, you know, I am happy to see that she's she's kind of at least getting out there and she's actually, you know, kind of reestablishing her career or even establishing her career, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it's good for her. I mean, I, I think also in the beginning when she was kind of marketed, when I would read about her, it would always kind of have this weird, like, hipster angle where, like, she's a cool girl from, like, New York City who's doing all these cool things and she sings and she she acts and she models and everything else where I think that kind of got in the way of the music. Obviously, you know, 
she's somebody where she also had motherhood and everything else kind of come and come kind of come in there also in her life so she never really say disappeared yeah but it's kind of weird where you had somebody who's talented because um going back to the actual album itself and we're discussing it on the way here where and we'll, we'll discuss her opinions like i can't listen to her and say she can't sing like she's she actually has no like, she has that, talent yeah, yeah. she has talent the only thing that's weird about it is the fact of where it's kind of weird to have somebody to have you know literally you know Kanye West, who someone would consider a kingmaker, and still like it, it's it's now that we're kind of she's kind of got the, the glow that she kind of needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think going back to the album, you know, I I think one of the things that um, really kind of sucks to me about the album is that since she's not really like she's not like somebody who's kind of a force in music, so she doesn't really have like a persona to me. Um, so it's hard for me to kind of like like listen to the album and the album is very sensual and very sexy and kind of see Tiana Taylor as somebody who's kind of like an R&B sex symbol or R&B like, like I, I feel like when we're talking about this, you know, on the way over here, it's like, there's this kind of this disconnect, you know, like, like she's very, you know, attractive and sexual, sensual in real life, but that it didn't really show up in the album. And I don't really know if that's because of the production or whatever, but, uh, I felt that disconnect in terms of like this is an R and B album, but I don't feel like those R and B vibes. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, and, and I agree. And, and I, I think a lot of it is, I think it's production. I think Kanye West is a great producer. I think a lot of those beats work, but I think the reason why those beats aren't like it's almost it's hard to kind of like like sing over an R and B chop that's so blatantly like the sample. The sample's so intact. Yeah. It's kind of hard to sing on top of that sample because the sample is kind of overpowering you. It's kind of there. Yeah. So if you're sampling the Temptations, you can't start scatting on top of it. You're immediately going to start kind of, you know, you're going to have to hone yourself to kind of the sample itself. And that's the thing where I think she's somebody where she had a, a production that's a little more sensual, a little more, let's say, you know, maybe even if it's something like a, anything from like, let's say, your 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 traditional VH1 gritty R and B stuff. Yeah. To even like let's say the atmospheric stuff that like all the kids like your weekends, where it's just all like vibes. I think something like that you gotta kinda of thrive on. But uh, I think because of the production it kinda of takes it it doesn't it doesn't give her the chance to shine. Yeah. Because for you to kinda of be for you to kinda of portray that kind of sex on top of those kind of productions is a little harder to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kinda of like right around music almost, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's actually interesting too, because like the, the production here it's like very inconsistent to me. Um you know, first three tracks are like Kanye pretty much doing old school hip hop beats and having Tiana set like sing on them. Um, you know, kind of like those vintage loops that you were talking about. And I think that that's kind of a mismatch there. Um, and then, you know, like three way is basically like the female tank song, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your early two thousands R and B, you know, that's just kind of like, it, 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 I, again, it's just like, to me, it wasn't like a turn on or anything. And then you have, uh, WTP, which is, which is at the, at the end, which is like the, the house track that yeah I, yeah. I, yeah I feel like people are only like somebody at the, at the label was just like oh let's like append this track onto there because she was in the, the video for the yeah, fade. for Fade yeah, and, you know 
and then the thing is, and, and it's weird because right now we've got a glut of ballroom stuff on TV with my house on, on Viceland and um, Pose on, I think it's on, I mean, FX. <laughs> FX, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll just steal it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't have cable. <laughs> but, but anyway, but it's, so it's weird. So you have this moment of time where you've got a lot of like ballroom stuff happening. And, you know, even from going back to, even though it's not necessarily a ballroom, like Big Frida, how she's kind of right on the corners yeah. of the mainstream. Yeah. So it's weird where you've got this chance, and I hate to be kind of funny, it's you got a chance for a really dope ballroom track, but it sounds even though it hits hard, don't get me wrong, it still sounds kind of generic, and it's also the back of basically not a queer man. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, it seems kind of a little weird and kind of forced, extra. Yeah, and just like you know, WTP for all the kids worked that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like I I even felt like that. You know, it's funny when like, people call that track like vulgar, uh, which they people just do not know about like house music <laughs> that's all house music is you know but let me tell you back in the days kids <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's not even like a great it's just not even a great house track yeah, it's, it's not. not even the best house track that dropped this year yeah no which is Anna Wintour from from uh, Azalea Banks but that's a good call because like it feels like an Azalea Banks kind of move yeah but going back to somebody who and again her personality is to say that she's tough to deal with in real life is, is kind of cutting. It's it's I'm definitely underplaying it, but she's somebody where when she writes those tracks, there's a sensuality there. Yeah, there's a, there's a rhythm, there's a beat there. Yeah, where in this one it feels like you know it reminds me of it, like the old school like let's say your mid aughts like 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 rap albums where you throw on like you know throw on like a little weird little John's remix but it's all dance for the club you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah yeah you know go out there and produce it you know what I'm saying power out of dawn come out, come out there put something on there and it's a random dance track out of nowhere which is weird because she's an R&B singer so that tradition yeah. should be fucking smooth yeah from house from like from a, from a deep ass you know, like dirty X-rated house track to what she's doing, that should be nothing. And still, it's kind of an awkward ass song. Yeah, and and, and like I said, it, it's crazy that this was the song that broke the formula of seven tracks <laughs> for every release. Like this was like the number eight. Yeah, <laughs> that like completely broke the formula, um, which also is telling too. It's just it's like it, it seems like maybe somebody at the label or maybe even Kanye himself was kind of scared about the, the reception of this album and needed something that was like maybe a little bit controversial. Maybe it's something that can get people talking to kind of boost like, you know, the kind of the popularity of the album. Uh, Cause you know, again, like Tiana uh, is not even like the most popular person on, on her own label. So maybe this is just more of a, like a, a play for it to get people like us <laughs> Yeah, to listen to, talk to, about, to listen to it, to talk about it, you yeah. know. And, and what sucks is it's a lane. Like we were discussing before, how we would like to hear more house, like like in a weird place where EDM is so huge, it would be awesome to kind of hear like the black equivalent, or to say the black originators of that kind of EDM sound, kind of yeah. and kind of pick up. So it's like I, it's the sad thing is on paper. I would love if you told me that they're gonna have a, she was gonna have her own song like fade. I'd be like fucking awesome. That's a great uh, fucking idea. Bring it on. Yeah, it's the execution. Like you said, it seems very much like oh shit, we gotta do it. Enough where because there's that other those other vocals or other whoever I don't know who else is on that track. It feels like they overpower her. Yeah. Also, like it's like the guy yeah. who's doing the whole this normal like ballroom chanting. Yeah. It feels like he's just fucking just takes that track over and is fucking you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Take the wheel. So it's so even then it feels like he's gonna overpower it. It kind of seems kind of forced. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, that, that's, I mean, now that we have the, 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 the <laughs> epic, 
the epic <laughs> of good music releases. <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, Star Wars, and the prequels all in one set, one summer. <laughs> um, I think it's a good time to kind of talk about. Let's look back on like you know, kind of like, <laughs> like and maybe like reality versus expectations, and, and maybe like you know, looking at like maybe what's the most, what is the best release and what's the weakest release, um, and, and, and you know, like let's let's digest what has happened for the past like five weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll start. I mean, I I I think you know, I had very 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 high hopes. Reality. But you know, like expectation wise, but the reality was very, very lacking. Yes, I, I don't think, I, I think, yeah, I, 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 I don't think anybody kind of left. I think at the most you left, you were left relieved. You were happy that it wasn't a flop. Yeah, because because the way it could have been, it could have been a horrible train wreck, and we could all be listening to you know country music samples of, <laughs> of pro maga raps. Yeah. <laughs> And Kanye, you're talking about bleach buttholes for fucking, you know, a good 30 songs. I think the positive is the fact of where the ship didn't necessarily crash. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what it is? I, I think it's looking back at it, you it makes you wonder, so what was the big deal? Like, there's there's nothing here that, like, like that sticks to the ribs where, yeah. you know, Pusha T was a great release, but it was still Pusha T. Yeah. Like, we kind of expected that from him. There's yeah. A, so it's like, it's, it's something where for all the hype, you wanted them to reinvent the wheel. But it was business as usual. Yeah, and I think the the most interesting observation that I I, I think I've realized is like, other than Pusha T, um, who had to do a lot of extra work, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't really move the needle culturally. I feel, you know, like like none of these albums kind of really stuck with people. Like none of these things kind of like, you know, we're not really playing tracks from yay you know three weeks later yeah you know we're not really playing tracks from nazir we're not really like you know like like i feel like there's a weird thing where like like i know people who are still playing god's plan yes you know i i hear people still playing like nice for what you know like you know so it's like we're at this weird thing like we're like it, it didn't even like make the cultural impact that i think a lot like even kanye or you know like even me, like I thought that it would, um, which I thought was, I think in hindsight, a bit shocking, actually. And and and, and I and I and I agree. I think it's something where you do a lot of memes that were kind of saying, well, you know, you, you guys cancel Kanye, but and they would show you like, oh, in a streamings, it was doing well. But I think you kind of forget, like, you know, anything that's that's it looks like a train wreck or could possibly train wreck goes viral. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You know, a little baby getting ball hit with the head is it goes viral. It's just the way the kind of world is. It's kind of telling where I'm kind of flipping through like the top billboard top 100 and you know i'm i'm in the 40s and i don't see anything as a matter of fact i see tiger <laughs> at 38 <laughs> no kanye tracks and you can make the argument that a lot of these tracks have been there for a while but not to be that guy ape shit is number 13 yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and i'm upset is number 15 so it just kind of shows you where your favorite track my favorite track in the world <laughs> where like you even against like these other superstars that are releasing these big new songs like they aren't. He, this this not this not there. And and I think the problem is the fact of where. You know, you you want to hear something, particularly of Kanye West. You want to hear something new, and I felt like with at least you may not have liked Pablo, but at least the fact that he, kind of just threw everything in the word gumbo pot, and, yeah. and songs kind of blend to each other was a little different. I feel like this was Kanye by the numbers. I feel like Daytona 
great album, probably would be one of my favorites towards the end of the year. But that was still Pusha T doing best over Pusha T over beats that were made for Pusha T. Yeah, like you know, Pusha T's problem was always just the fact of where at times he wanted to deviate into songs where he he wasn't out of his strengths. But luckily, with Kanye there, who kind of knows, because I remember even distinctly a while ago when they were doing um, Runaway. Yeah. And he was saying how he showed up with the, with the words, and then Kanye was like, now you got to do it better. It's like Because he came up thinking it's going to be like an R&B track, and he kind of gave it friendly. And Kanye was like, no, I want it to be as filthy as possible. So yeah. you pair somebody, you know, an artist like Pusha T, a producer who knows what he thrives in, of course it'll work. On the flip side, you've got somebody like Nas and Kanye, <laughs> yeah. where whatever they thought is not really like those, they did not compliment each other whatsoever. And it goes to even something like, let's say, and on a, on a Daytona side, in my personal opinion, was Kids See Ghosts, where Kanye and Cudi have been work together for a long time. They've yeah. got some great songs together for a long time. So that project was kind of firm, like, oh, we still kind of have it together, which is a good thing. But at the same time, it makes you wonder, going back to Tiana, Tiana Taylor, whereas it's like, but with her album, I feel like that kind of mix wasn't perfect because those, you know, they, aren't, they don't really have that, they don't have that chemistry. There it is. I, yeah. I think the problem, I think the issue of the projects in general was the, the the people that Kanye had chemistry with were successful. Yeah. The ones he didn't have chemistry with kind of failed. Yeah. And, and, and I won't even say failed because that's harsh. No, I mean... They, all these albums, you would not be mad if these songs came on the radio. The problem yeah. is that you wouldn't want to hear these songs. There's no such jamming coming out of the phone trying to hear <laughs> what random Nas song this is. There's yeah. nothing here that kind of is really like, oh my God, this is going to be... Actually, that's a sad thing. What's the hit song out of all these? Like, I have some songs I like, and I have some popular songs I think would do well, but nothing where I'm like, oh, this is going to be, you know. No, there's, there's, there's no, yeah. there's no, you know, again, like, there's, I mean, there's no ape shit. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no, like, there's no track that is going to last for the entire summer. Yeah. Of all these things. I mean, like, the, probably, like, the most, the track that I've heard, like, just, you know, uh, out in the world is you know if you know you know yeah I, you see, you I, know. I can see if you know you know I could see free only because it's a little bombastic I don't know if it would be a hit single but it's got that little yeah. heavy kind of like uplifting kind of thing but besides that there's nothing you know yeah. and then you look at let's say the Carters and I, and I hate to do the compare and contrast is there's all that weird backstory between both camps where you know there's a couple of songs on that are solid like you know like like from Ape Shit which is a great song to um I think tracks three and four, I think are just a great back to back. Like this, I hear the singles, I hear the immediacy, I hear why it's great. Exactly. Yeah, Boston Nice. Boston Nice are dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Friends. I could I could hear these things yeah. being played and getting yeah. and videos online and you know, September, October, still popping up, still be like, oh, this is a dope song. Where there's nothing like that in any any of the good music projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like like I said, you know, I I I I, I I don't want to bring this up again, but I always I'm trying to to look at all of this through a non biased lens. <laughs> but Maca Kanye is making it so hard. Yeah, and that's a you know I would it, you know what I'll go I'm gonna go I would fuck with a Maca Kanye if he gave me some good ass motherfucking music. No, that's true. I that's would, true. Red had it all up. If you give me some, you know what I'm saying. I, 
Look, I would say, you know, eight, yeah. like 80. All right. Can't 70, tell me nothing. 75.9% of black America would. <laughs> like, not like, maybe not like, you know, we won't be yeah. bumping, like, you know, bumping in the club, but like, yeah. you know, we won't have it in our car. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's our a headphones. And, 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 and the thing is, it's not even the fact of where, and, and, and I'm only there for 10 seconds. It's not the fact of, you know, we're, this is politic free podcast. It's not that. It's the trollism. It's the slavery was a choice. It's that stuff. Whereas when you go to kind of there, you know, you're, your, your beliefs could be what they, what you want to believe, but it's the idea of where it's kind of insulting the audience. So it was like, cool, if you're going to say all this crazy shit, perfectly fine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not going to get mad at you hyping up the album cycle, but you've got to show and improve. And when you kind of show up with like, you know, the homework kind of half done, rained, pencil smudged, you know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah, like, all right, yeah. the, the homework's in on time, but is it really anything to write home about? I mean, I don't know. There's some late, there's some late, uh, late penalties. <laughs> I mean, Tiana oh, yeah. Taylor got about 20 points deducted. Yeah, and I feel bad because she's somebody who actually needed it the most. Like, yeah. we, we would wait for like a Kid Cudi album. Tiana yeah. Taylor is like, she, that should have came, that bitch should have came out Friday, <laughs> Friday at midnight. <laughs> Nas got some points deducted. Yeah, no, and that's just, and those are the weaker release. I mean, I hate this, the weaker, less, less, less um, hyped up releases too, which kind of sucks for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think like let, let's you know let's end this with like with our rankings. Uh, and I, I'll go first. Like Daytona is number one. All right. Yay is number two. I've been flipping Kid See Ghost and Nazir between three and four. I'm gonna say Kids Kid See Ghost. I've played more than Nazir. So, Kitsy Ghost is three, Nazir four, and Tiana Taylor five. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm similar to you, but a little different. Obviously, number one, Daytona. I feel like it was the best mix of both. I feel like um, Kitsy Ghost, again, Cuddy, Cuddy and Kanye, they work well together. The songs are solid. Not wait, mad. Wait, you going to put that number two? Number two. Over Yay? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, because right. I felt like, and I'll be honest with you, because I feel like, I feel like it did what it, I could. I put it this way: that just alone, the fact that the first song is basically a Pusha T solo song, <laughs> <laughs> makes it better than the rest of the stuff. <laughs> it, it was like a Pusha T Pusha T bonus track got on the album, so automatically it goes it goes high in the echelon for the summer releases for good music. But it's a, I think the fact of where they had to ex- execute that whole Cuddy Kanye sound, they did the best. Now it's issues; they, they should have been more Cuddy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I felt like you know you had you, you know you had most stuff not being too crazy on it and doing some solid stuff. Yep. it's a solid project. I can't be mad at it. So to me, that's one and two. Yeah, I thought it was a mess. There's a lot of things I liked on it, production wise. There's there were some good songs, but like that second track, ugh. Oof. No, I, I, I can see that. I can Where see he seems that. crazy shit, and then like it is kind of seemed varying. And that last song, all about you know. You know, I, I treated girls like sluts, so now I don't want my girl. You know, like, what What are we doing? What? Like, uh, That's Kanye. a theme in hip-hop. Now I have a daughter, and oh, uh, my God. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I finally see bitches are real people now. Like, like, what? Oh, what are I we got doing? respect women? Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's just like, it's weird. And then the thing is, and, and not to be funny, Kanye's somebody who traditionally, and it's weird because even though... His, he always wore his misogyny very thin, very thinly with his, with his hype beast sneakers. Yeah, I remember there was a point where he's like, "Yeah, I was very, you know, I, I, I was the first one." It could be also, you know, narcissistic baggy Kanye, where it's like, mm. "I, I was the one trying to say that, you know, hip hop is homophobic, and I was the one trying to put all the people on, yada yada yada." And it's weird how like he's able to kind of say that, but at the same time, <laughs> still, you know, beach asshole rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. All right, so that's so that's three, and then after that, it's a matter of. Like, I'm trying not to be, 
I mean, I, I, I still have to put Nas last. Like, I, I still think Tiana Taylor has issues, but at least the production is there, and at least they're trying. And at least, even if the house song sucks, it tried. There's effort there. Nasir is literally Nas being bored. Like, I think it's kind of irredeemable. Like, See, it's, it's kind of sad when you've got a song, like, songs of the moment. Like, how am I going to fall asleep to a song about police brutality in 2018? <laughs> the best thing about that was a slick Rick sample. Like, I want that just to be an instrumental. Which, to be honest, that actually would, that, that brings that up above Tiana Taylor to me. Like, like say what you will about Nas. Um, you know, at least the production on the album I thought was solid. Yes, like I, I, I thought the production was solid. I, I, I didn't think it broke any new ground, but it was, it was able to kind of like you know play to Nas's strengths. Although Nas did not show up to play, <laughs> 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 you know, like, like like Kanye kind of gave him the alley oop, and Nas was like in the, walking their other direction, running the other direction, but. Uh, you know, I, I I thought at least on the, on the production end, I thought like the Nas album was, you know, was decent. Um, whereas the Tiana, like I said, like that production was kind of weird. Like I didn't really get what they were trying to do. Like wasn't as cohesive as like you know what you know Kanye's done with Nas and Kanye. I mean, uh, could he? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so I, I guess now we're we're good music free. And now we have praise the Lord, the summer of Drake. <laughs> Which will be, I mean, we've talked about Drake a lot, so I want to go too much into it. But I think it's it's going to be interesting because it's a test for him in a weird way because he's got all these hit songs. It's finally summer where Drake thrives in theory. All Drake songs are just yeah. You know, so it's 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 kind of his 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 game to lose. So it's going to be interesting to see how this quote unquote album comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's weird too because. Things have been quiet in the Drake camp. He got, he got he got snuffed in the face, man, publicly. Things have been, things you have can't, been you mad can't, quiet. You can't, you can't so, show your face. So after you know you get your ass open, you gotta stay indoors. Gotta let the you know the physical <laughs> wounds heal and also the mental wounds. So yeah, so I <laughs> you mean, might have I, schools. It's a, it's a lot of things that happen. I, I'm hoping that like because I, I I think like number one Drake can come out and like you know. Like he's he's going to get the number one album just by default. Like he's going to get number one album in the country like just by default. Yeah. So I like, like he can come out and like you know, but uh, I the quietness I think is I I feel like it's it, I wouldn't say it's inspiring, but I, I would say the quietness it, it, it means that hopefully he's working. Yes. Hopefully he's like he literally like fifteen hour days in the studio. 15 20 hour days in the studio like going back and forth back and forth yeah, like yeah. workshopping all of his tracks cutting a lot of cut, you know like a lot of the fat because the problem i think with a lot of recent drake albums has been it's been a lot and it didn't have to be a lot like, <laughs> you know paying all the like getting the best ghostwriters <laughs> <laughs> in the country you know like like i i i hope that like it's, it's all in the best western all out there with the pens and pads <laughs> Drake comes out there like a sweatshop, a ghostwriting sweatshop. Just rows of computers and people on the cell phones tapping out fucking bars. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. So, I, it, it's, and I think too, it's like, again, like, even like the Carter's album, which I think is, is number two uh, behind like Five Seconds of Summer, 
which is crazy. Um, like, like that's not like you know, it's a summer album to us, but like, it's still like, like not like the quintessence. Like, it's still not like, 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 like anybody can capture the summer. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, he, Drake has this wide open, where he's like, it's basically like he can own the whole rest of the summer if he really wanted to. Like, all he has to do is just drop another God's plan. Yeah, true. Just just drop another God's plan. <laughs> it's that easy, Drake. It's that easy. <laughs> all be nuke. forgiven. One more be like <laughs> <laughs> bouncing to you in the club. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious about like like what's going to happen uh, on the 29th. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's 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 good music, people. Yep. And uh, what you been listening to, Stone? Uh, so I'm actually going. So there's this dude, uh, Loji, L O J I I. Um, he's a rapper from uh Philly. And essentially, you know, as much as I hate listening to um, like very dark music in the summer, like for some reason, I, I gravitated to to this project, um, and I'm I'm kind of like this project. I, I need to be in like complete darkness in, in an attic to really enjoy this project. <laughs> Uh, but it's really good. Um, you know, he's he's from Philly. I, I, I don't even think he's affiliated with anybody. I think he's just like, you know, like like on his own. Um, but the production is, is really solid. I, I almost feel like it's a compliment to uh, Daytona by Pusha T. Oh, nice. And not because, because of the lyrics, because the lyrics are complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like you know this dude's not rapping about like you know moving pounds of cocaine <laughs> but just like the, the, the production complements each other um you know like this kind of like dark spooky like mood setting production um you know it, it like it, it's very like it has a lot of echoes to it it has a kind of like this like uh, reverb like it really sounds like you're in, like in a tunnel or an attic or things like that um and like the the lyrics are all kind of about they're very like much like like black power lyrics um but he's t- actually taking other rappers to task and taking like the music industry to task um so like the the single was called loge in the jungle and basically <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh but it's cool it's got this like it's all this this jungle beat it's like taking almost like UK jungle, but like, oh, like nice. but like slowing down the BPMs to like super slow, which I think that's what they did on the production. Like they they took that, which is probably like one twenty BPMs or whatever, and like slowed it down to like sixty BPMs and have him rap over it. And I was like, which well, is really dope. Uh, but he's talking about like, you know, how black rappers like you know are essentially trying to aspire to work with these racist white designers and these design Ooh. houses that, you know, I mean, you know, like, look, Louis Vuitton. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> you know, and they're aspiring to be in these, like, white design houses that won't really truly accept him, uh, which is what, what Kanye went through when he tried to do his, his whole, uh, yeah. 
like couture fashion line and things like that. So, um, and then there's a track where he kind of talks about like the music industry and like, why are we trying to go out and get signed by labels? Why aren't we pulling our money and our resources together and kind of like creating these, these collectives where everybody can kind of win. So it's like, it's on the, that, like the lyrics are on that type of level, but it's, it's kind of like a, but it's not like preachy. You know, it's it's preachy, but it's not like you know, it's it's you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, no, it's, no, it's it's not it's not because a lot of conscious rappers kind of fall into the point where it's just like as 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 long as I'm giving you the truth, yeah, the rhyme quality and everything else, cadence and just the vibe of it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like you know, like some conscious rappers like like do this and you'll see the light, yeah, and you'll see enlightenment, and this dude's like. What the fuck are you doing, dog? <laughs> it kind of comes off of that way, you know. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's a cool project. Um, I don't, I'm not seeing him get a lot of buzz, um, but like I said, it, it's definitely not a, a, a summer album. But it, like, I would say, you know, listen to Daytona and listen to this album like right after, it, and, like they complement each other like super duper well. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you listen to? My end, I've been listening to. Uh... Female MC from the UK. I am DDB. Mm-hmm. Um, she's young, twenty-one. And um, what's interesting about this is, a, like, a lot of recent tracks. There's a there's a certain level of you know, it's it's that it comes from the school of Drake, whereas it's like we're kind of half rapping, half singing a lot of the time. Yeah. But what's cool about it is her beat selection, where the beats themselves, even though they're definitely track leaning, trap leaning, I should say, they're really more along the lines of let's say Future Soul. Mm. There's a certain level of soul behind it all yeah. where it kind of makes it a little different, a little off-kilter than you would normally hear from a lot of these kind of tracks where it's just like, all right, cool. Because like I said, we're in this word zone where it feels like everything is either very trappy or kind of, you know, eerie, atmospheric R&B stuff. Yeah. But uh, with her, it's kind of like there's like an underpinning of this like upbeat kind of soul thing without being dancey, which I kind of find very dope. And what's cool about it is like she's also somebody where she kind of comes from a, because she's such a young rapper there's a certain angle she kind of attacks it from which I kind of think is very enlightening kind of fun also yeah so it's a great like it's it's a some it's an album where it's not necessarily amped up because it's still R and B but it's like, it's a great like oh we're gonna go right around type music stuff and it's like a short product it's like eight and she's had a couple of uh, mixtapes before it's the first one that kind of came under my radar but it's just dope music and and what she kind of reminds me a little bit of is uh it's a bad comparison I hate comparing people who are kind of similar genders and races and everything else but she reminds me a lot of um a lot of other female MCs that kind of come from a poetry kind of background mm-hmm. per se, but the thing is, don't get me wrong, it's still sound cloudy, it's still what you expect from the average twenty-one year old who grew yeah. up in that kind of era. Yeah. But there's kind of a certain level of soul there, I think, that underpins it all. That makes it pretty dope. So like, it's it's a great little like definitely give it a try, definitely give it a chance. It's it's a fun little album. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm actually listening to this really interesting group that popped on my radar called Blood, Wine, or Honey. That sounds like an episode of Game of Thrones. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, so basically, all I, I, like, I stumble upon this group, and it's like, oh, like, this Afrobeat group from Hong Kong. I'm like, what? (laughs) Wow. Um, And then I was like, okay, let me, like, you know, research them. And there are three white dudes wow. making Afrobeat, and they're based in Hong Kong. Wow. 
the cultural cross references here are blowing my mind. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy. It's wow. crazy. Um, but it's, it's really cool. Like I, I think like if you like you know you turn me on to like Sons of Kemet, and I would kind of like I wouldn't say they're equivalent equivalent, but like they're in that same vein. Um, just like a lot of instrumental Afrobeat. But I guess like them being in Hong Kong, like they also have like Chinese um, instruments so that you kind of hear in the background. Oh, dope. Yeah, which is like it's like a, a flip of that, which is which is kind of cool. Like, it, and it's it's they call themselves EDM, and I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out like they because I guess a, a, it's kind of half percussion and half sample as well. But you would never know. Like they're not sampling like you know like old school Motown or anything. <laughs> James you know. Brown fucking drummer comes in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they're sampling like you know different percussion loops and different like you know. Um, like you know, sometimes there'll be some vocals come in and out, um, and uh, it's 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 like it's a really interesting project. Like it's like a really cool like like mix of like global sounds that um, which I guess is like this is kind of the year of the instrumental album. Like we have like Sons of Kemet, we have Krung Bin, um, like like there's this like weird instrumental like. <laughs> revolution that's going on <laughs> and the music in 2018 we're post words <laughs> <laughs> the world is just too tough out there good good <laughs> all the flows have been done all the singing cadences now instrumental onlys <laughs> first we became robots with auto-tune now we're nothing <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea, but, um, you know, like I say, if, if you dig some of the instrumental albums that have popped out, like, this is really cool. And it's cool if you if you really like Afrobeat, it's cool to kind of see how that would be interpreted, uh, again, by, like, white dudes from who live in Hong Kong. Like, what does that sound like? Yeah. And it, it sounds slightly different. You know, and it's approached in a slightly different way, uh, which if you're a fan of Afrobeats, it's like, to me, it's like, it's really cool to see that. Um, I'm sure some purists are like, what the fuck is this? But, <laughs> you know, Fela. get us out of here. <laughs> yeah, pretty shits. much. <laughs> get off the fucking stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I think like, you know, hopefully we can get back to this kind of global uh, world where we can like share beats because it doesn't sound like appropriation like it doesn't sound like you know like it sounds like they know what the, what the fuck they're doing and they respect and they respect it it's <laughs> and they respect it. coming from a sort of sense of love yeah we're doing yeah. good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know on my end the last one and I kind of feel bad putting her in new music because she's been out there for a, putting out dope music for us all for a minute uh, Georgia Ann Muldrow Oh yeah, yeah, and then the thing is, she's somebody where I don't know if you guys kind of know out there. Some of you, some of you know definitely. She's somebody where she's been, and the thing is, on the low, she's had a project like every year or two. She's dropped. Yeah, she's prolific as shit too. Yeah, she's uh, she's everything. She's uh, definitely her her genre tends to be focused around R and B. From there, you've got you know old school MCing. She produces a lot of her own stuff, and I'm talking about dope ass beats. You know, and she's somebody who collaborates with people like, let's say, Madlib, and like she's just a dope, phenomenal artist herself. And I think um, about a year ago, she had this one track on her SoundCloud that was put on SoundCloud. It was Instagram, her Instagram story. Where holy shit, where it knocked the fuck out of my fucking teeth. And the thing is, I think she's coming out with a new album with Sonstro, 
but she's also been doing stuff on Brain Feeder. Mm. So she dropped one off on Brain Feeder, which is called Overload. And um, this is her more on the R&B side, but it's a, it's a dope song. Like, and the thing is, what's kind of wonky about it, like Georgia Ann Muldrow, is there's a certain thing where, and it goes against the anti-Kanye, where sometimes if you just drop ass, dope ass music consistently, people kind of just forget about you, take advantage. Where it's like, oh, it'll be dope automatically. Yeah. But, but for some reason, she's somebody where, like, I'm not gonna be like, where she's gonna be a megastar. But the same way we talk about certain kind of artists, like 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 a Jasmine um, Jasmine Sullivan type type artist, yeah. where it's like, you know, they may not be huge, but they're very widely respected, and they definitely kind of do the numbers that they get some recognition. Yeah. Uh, if you see somebody like that, also, where I feel like she's somebody where we kind of slept on, and I'm hoping. You know when that project kind of eventually drops, like we like we'll cover it here, and I hope it kind of blows up because she's somebody where, particularly in this kind of era where we're kind of re- revisiting a lot of old kind of songs. Yeah, like it, I think there's no kind of surprise that you know like one of the biggest summer hits is "Boot Up," which is basically the most '90s bite off <laughs> song I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> all the kids are listening to the '90s R and B. Yeah, so it's something all where you know she's somebody where she definitely comes from that you know that era of like late '90s. You know she would have been right there with D'Angelo. You know, saying smoking yeah. blunts, chilling, and probably might might have been. She was probably yeah. there. Yeah, yeah and, she's and, been around for a while. Yeah, so it's something where I'm hoping that like hopefully the world catches up with her talents because it's just she, she just does dope shit. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm yeah. yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. It. So. Uh, I guess that's about it. That's 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 the show, people. We're about to go right off into the sunsets <laughs> to plenty of beers and beautiful air conditioning. That's it's right. A lot of shit in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, people. Until next time, as usual, you know, click, like, talk to us, give us feedback, what you Share. want us to talk about. Give I'm, us some hate. I miss some hate. I'm like, honey, I need, I need that dragon energy. Give me that dragon energy. <laughs> Life. <laughs> 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 All right, but on that note, peace. Peace.